Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. So it was a good night for the Brooklyn Nets. It was a good night for their fans. It was a good night for Ben Simmons sitting on the bench laughing out loud at his ex-team getting destroyed by his next team. Nets win at 129-100. But after it was all said and done, James Harden, 76ers guard, ex-Nets, says, what, us worry? I think, uh, I mean, just missed shots. You know, there's no excuses. Um, I got to be better individually. Some, some, some turnovers were, you know, just careless. You know, individually, I got to be better. And then uh, as a team, you know, I watch film and see where can we, we, where can we be better. And uh, we just try to continue to improve. Like, this is only our sixth game together as a unit. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure things out. But tonight was good for us, man. We, we, we got our ass kicked. And, you know, since I've been here, everything has been, you know, sweet. And, and, you know, we've been winning games. And so tonight was good for us. And we get an opportunity to come down to reality, um, you know, watch film and just continue to get better and making sure we hit the right strides. So James Harden says, we're not worried, but it was good for us. Hmm. We'll see what Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, yeah. has to say about that. He hey. joins us here in Keyshawn, yeah, Seth. Jay Will and Max. What do you have to say about Kyrie now, Seth? <laughs> oh, boy. What well, are you going to say about Kyrie now, <laughs> Seth? I, 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 what, did I ever say he wasn't a good player? Nah, get him, Seth. I, guess, I mean, like, like, here's the thing, Jay Will. Get you're him, acting Seth. like I've said, well, Kyrie can't play. The only time reason Kyrie can't play is because Kyrie can't play. But besides that, when he plays, we know he's a great player. We know that Kevin Durant, as I told you yesterday, is the best player on earth. And I agree with Harden. Here's the deal. Big deal. It's March. It's a fact-finding mission. You played a game. They kicked your rear in. They were better than you. James Harden, here's my big question for you. You can say you can go watch the film. You can say you need to be more aggressive. You can say you want to make shots. You've got to do it in a big game. So this was, to me... This is like an hors d'oeuvre. This is like, you know, this is like a little, you know, uh, 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 a hot dog in a blanket. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't the playoffs, but it gives you an idea. Okay. Like right now, let me tell you something. The Sixers know, right? Here's but, where we got to get better. So gotta get better defensive transition. Harden's got to yeah. be more aggressive. I'm done, Jay. But no, 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 no. You, first off, you're never done. Enough. 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 But it, it was almost so sad that it's not about I, – I get it's one game. I get that it's March 10th, 11th, and that we still have a month left of the regular season before we kick it into another gear with the playoffs. Do you feel like the fight was there from James Harden, or did you question that? Well, you question it in big games because he hasn't done it in big games. I mean, that, 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 Look, that's the knock on him. Look, James Harden is a freak. He's got big. He's physical. Does it, do, do I think he needs to get in a little bit better shape to, to make a run in the playoffs the way he needs to and how much they're going to rely on him? Sure. Like, he's got to be a shot creator. He wasn't yesterday. You know, to be a shot creator, you've got to make two plays. You've got to get in the lane. You've got to attack. You can't just settle. You've got to use that big body. I thought the defensive game plan – but honestly, for Brooklyn was great. I thought that their early doubles on on Embiid were really really good. I thought their early help on Harden was really good. But they got they got their tails whooped. And then there's no look. There's no way to break it down and go. Well, you know, I saw this from you know the Sixers that gave. No, look, they got their tails kicked. The secondary players for for Brooklyn played at a higher level. They took Maxi out. Obviously, Curry played great. Uh, but it's it's a one off. It's a one off until we find out. You know. Where who is going to play in the playoffs? Let me ask you this: What happens if 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 the Nets play Toronto in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what I do you think in Jay Will? I'm with you. I mean, Key and I were talking about that this morning about you know the mandates and that, that's what it doesn't give me the most confidence. That was, that was my biggest takeaway. I, I, and Key, I'll kick it over to you for a second. Like I, I sometimes think about Brooklyn. This year could be the best team that never was. I mean, it can happen twice, right? It could happen with James Harden, KD, and Kyrie, mm-hmm. and then it can happen again if they do face Toronto in the, in the play-in tournament where Kyrie can't play. Yeah, no, Kyrie is a different different animal. They certainly need him on the floor. Let me ask you something, Coach, though, about Seth Curry. He was he was able to drop 20, what was it, 25 on his team last night, on his former team. Ben Simmons is not going to give him that type of shooting, right? Uh-huh. But But can they get it? From Seth. You understand what I'm saying? Can they make up that difference from a Seth Curry, so to speak? Well, that's who he is. I mean, like, he's on the perfect team right now for him uh, because he's got two guys everyone's going to turn their head. And anytime anyone turns their head, you know what he's going to do? He's going to move to an open spot. He's going to knock down a shot. They've got two guys that you have to focus your defensive game plan on. All right? And because of that, and two guys that can get in the lane and, and draw a second defender. Because of that, it's going to be good, better, best. The ball's going to come out of there. They're going to make one more pass, and he's going to have open shots. He runs the floor. You got to stop the basketball. Kyrie's got the basketball. You're in transition. You got to stop the basketball. You stop the basketball. You know what's going to open up? Right. It's going to hope up step for open three. So he's in a really, really good spot because he doesn't have one guy. He's got two guys that are mm-hmm. going to make the game easier. Like you put, you put, you put Seth with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Well. We know. I mean, like, yeah, you've got you've got to defend inside out against Ben Simmons in transition, but you can stay home on on Curry. Brooklyn you can't has- stay home, all right, yeah. on Curry when when Kyrie's coming at you or, or right. KD's coming at you. So he's in a great he's in a great situation. And look, he's going to talk a lot of smack to his father-in-law. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets have their Seth. We have our Seth. Me and Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. I'm gonna. Talk about this in terms of with Joel Embiid and the MVP race because we know there's a lot more steam being gathered by Jokic. Also, hey. Ja Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I now we're talking. So Giannis. Now we're so talking. Giannis. Ja. Okay, so in terms of – I'm not going to say one game should affect the MVP race, but how much – if James Harden continues to get better and play better, could really affect Joel Embiid in the MVP race in the NBA? Yeah, look, Joel Embiid does it on his own. I mean, that dude's a joke. I mean, I, and I've, as Jay Will knows, I've never been a huge Joel Embiid fan. But, I mean, like, the stuff he does. Now, I, I do think when he's at his very best, he's playing in, in, in the elbow and the, the block. Uh, when he starts shooting a bunch of threes, you know they're not playing well. I and mean, that's right. just the way it is. He didn't like those doubles, and, and they didn't handle the doubles really well, especially when you have Thibault on the court who really doesn't stretch it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like the the season he's had. I mean, like I I, I don't get caught up. Like this, like this is one. This is the NBA. This is eighty two games in the playoffs. This is a play in game. I mean, I don't get. I don't lose my mind on one game. Like to me, it's March. You know what you're doing. You are looking at the film. You center it. What did they give? What did they take away? How they guard us? Where are our spot ups on the weak side off the double teams? Uh, what didn't we do against KD? Can we guard them and stop the ball earlier? You know, all those things is what you're looking at. Yeah, you got your tail kicked at home, and it was a big event because Ben Simmons was sitting there. Uh, and he was – he was, he was his, let me tell you something. Let me ask you this. A guy that didn't even play, all right, that came in a Louis Vuitton hockey sweatshirt <laughs> or whatever, all right, he was the biggest story of the game. So, it's March. 
It is March. Mm-hmm. You know what's coming up on Sunday? Ooh, Selection Sunday. Sunday. So you know I'm a gambler. I'm on the Seth. bubble. You know, I, we're always on the bubble. But you know, you know I'm a gambler here and there. I like to play. It, who are some mid-majors, Seth, that I need to I need to put bets on? Ooh, Talk to me. Ooh, what are, who yeah, are teams I need to know? A, uh, John Morant's old school. Yeah, Murray State. Yeah, I want to win some money. No Talk joke. to me. Kevin Brown and Williams, the inside guy and a perimeter. Kevin Brown is just a bucket. They can really defend. They play fast. Uh, the little kid, Juice Hill, is, a, is, is an explosive little guard. They will not be afraid of the moment. Loyola Chicago uh, is Sister Mary Jean, team. she's back. Yeah, Sister Jean is back and, 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 and at 102 or 3 or whatever. She's got her scarf. She's good to go. She looks great. She's writing notes to their team. But they don't turn it over. Uh, they, they start like four fifty-year seniors. I mean, this is a veteran team. Brandon Norris is a really good player. Lucas Williamson is one of the elite defenders. Uh, they they shoot more threes than they have in the past, but they still own the tempo of the game. They got a hardness and a toughness about them. Uh, I think that they'll be dangerous. And then I got a couple teams that that are, might not be in the tournament yet, but are are, are tough. Dayton, who beat Kansas, okay. we're gonna remember that now. Right, who beat yeah. who beat Kansas? Malachi Smith, little point guard. Deron Holmes is a big kid, or two freshmen that are really really good. And Kamara Tamara, the kid uh, that transferred from. From uh, Georgia is a, a big time front court athlete. So there are a couple that you know you got to think of, and then the sleepers that are high majors. Like no one talks about Iowa. Did you see what they oh, did boy. to Northwestern? Keegan Murray mm-hmm. is no joke, man. Keegan Murray is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Keegan Murray. I talked to Izzo the other day. Izzo said Keegan Murray is. I think Jay Will, you did that game, right? Yeah. How I mean, like no, the guys in joke. I did. I did Illinois. Oh, you did Illinois. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Keegan Murray. And they, here's a team, sister turnover, they don't turn it over. Great passing team. Uh, you know, behind them makes shots. The ball moves. They change defenses. Iowa's improved defensively. Uh, they're better. And then, you know, I think Carolina now is undervalued. They're going to be – their talent level is higher than their seed, seed line. Like, their talent level, the way they're playing now, what they did to Virginia, you could get arrested for what they did to Virginia in the first half. <laughs> 13 points. Hey, Jay, Jay Will. How many times did you score more than 13 points in the first half? Almost uh, every time. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Seth, this is a time of year where you tell me how great Gonzaga is. Is Gonzaga going to do it this year? Well, Kate, Kate, the reason I do that is because two of the last three years they've been in the Final Four, so that's usually a team that's pretty good. Well, you always tell me, ah, this is their year. This is their year. Well, I mean, you get to the Final Four, you got a chance to win a championship. I <laughs> but mean, is it know, their year, though? Just, it, it's simple. Is it their year this year? Uh, I'm, oh, let's no. put it this way. They have a better shot than they did last year because I picked Baylor. Uh, and the reason they is because Baylor's not in it because Baylor's guard just dominated him mm-hmm. last year. So, uh, can they? I'm not as high on Chuck Holmgren as other people. I think he's a freak. I think he's a unicorn. I think a defensive rebound. When he has space, he can play. I think when you got him with a 6'8 guy that leans on him and beats on him. Uh, I thought that St. Mary's showed a little bit of a way to defend Timmy. No angles, wall up, put a big physical guy on him. I thought that was good. I am a big, big Andrew Nebhardt fan. I think it, mm-hmm. they'll go as far as Nebhardt takes them. I really believe that. Yeah, mm. it's going to be a fun, fun tournament because championship week is not even over yet, and that's been unbelievable. Our man Seth Greenberg is going to be all over the TV today where you got the ACC, the Big 12, the Big East, the Big 10. It's going to be a fun Friday leading into championship weekend and also Selection Sunday. Always appreciate you, Seth. Keep up the great work, hey, my Freddie, friend. I just got one thing to say for Jay Will. What's Enough. That? I've had it with you. <laughs> I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> all right, bro. Or tonight when my team wins. <laughs> Hit him on Twitter at Seth on Hoop. Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us here 
on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams. I'm Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, presented by Progressive Insurance. We have big deals in basketball, the NBA and college basketball, but the NFL is still a big deal, especially with another trade on Thursday. Chargers are sending a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick to Chicago for Khalil Mack. The great thing about Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, he gets a fresh start and a rebirth. So where do we begin and end with the National Football League? Because the NFL can't stop, won't stop. I said earlier this week, and I'm going to be completely proven correct each and every day, the three biggest sports right now, the NFL, college football, and the NFL offseason. We had Tuesday, Russell Wilson traded from Seattle to Denver. Wednesday, Carson Wentz traded from the coast of the Commanders. That's a new team in Washington, in case you haven't known. Khalil Mack on Thursday traded from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers. So Adam Schefter put out a tweet about trade a day in the National Football League. So now we're here on Friday. And, Key, I'll start with you. Fill in this blank. Blank will be traded from the blank to the blank. I think... If the Dallas Cowboys don't cut Amari Cooper next week, he'll be traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. If if Ooh. they don't cut him. Okay. Wow. Why Kansas City? Yeah. Because they need him. Well, well, by the way, <laughs> I, they need I, I him in the worst also, way. <laughs> I know we're also have one, but like wow. if that, okay, if Kansas City. Get some Amari Cooper. Get some Amari Cooper with Tyreek Evans and Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. What I said, Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Uh, Think of basketball. I, I was still angry. I was still angry because Freddie said that the top three sports and basketball was not included. Well, all. you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just being in terms yeah. of attention. Yeah, that's. Then yeah. you feel better now in terms of attention. Well, I, I still I don't. Mean, yeah, that's why Tyreek Evans popped in. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. That's I'm back. Like, that's like a you problem, not a me that's, problem. Yeah, that's. It's always been a me problem. Fight for it every day. Um, that key. That's a. I mean, I, I know everybody, you know, in that division is loading up, but yeah. like, that would be mm-hmm. that. That's. It feels like, you know. Hartman was the one guy that you were expecting to do more for them, but he just he didn't give it to you. Sure, yeah. And if you if you get Cooper with that tandem already in place, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, because if if you if you're Kansas City, what you do then is you go to Amari Cooper and his representatives, you get him to rework his deal, you then give up like a third round pick or whatever the case may be, so that he doesn't hit the market because you'll mm-hmm. never get to him on waivers. Because of where he's at. Hmm. I mean, because of where your team is at. Okay. And so you you make that deal. It's almost like the the uh, Stephon Gilmore Carolina Panther deal. We all thought that New England was going to cut Stephon Gilmore, and guess what Carolina did? They swooped in, swooped in real quick and traded for him. Mm. I like it. And see, uh, I can if, see it. I mean, I guess it's not even a decision, right? If you're Amari Cooper, if you can get your money, I mean, I'd much rather go to Kansas City, but the Colts are still – a legitimate option. Like, we always say, Absolutely. like, they're looking for yeah. a number one wide receiver, right? Michael Pittman's good. Yeah. And if they're able to finagle or maneuver to get a, a guy like Jimmy G, then that puts it into play yeah. as well. But I still think the Chiefs Who are the best. Who would you rather play with? It's though. not even a question. Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> right? Like, I'm trying to pose yeah. it legitimately. Yeah. James, still our producer, is looking at me just shaking his head like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, because and I'm like, you're, you're right. Fan. Like, what am I doing? He, it he makes no sense. Two thumbs up. And by the way, Amari Cooper's still only 27 years of age. We're not oh, talking about an aging wide receiver. Who's been yeah, and they can now. work around the money. That the, the the money. Look, man, the money. People always try to tell you, oh, it, uh, the Rams been doing it for years, man. 
All you got to do is push, the, kick the can down the road. Key, I had one for you the other day. It's probably not as blockbuster, obviously, as Amari Cooper, but Leo Collins being traded Ooh. from the Cowboys to the Ravens. Ooh. What do you think about that? I mean, they have that void of Alejandro Villanueva, right? So, I mean, could that help them out massively? Massive upgrade. No, the Cowboys need their line intact. The Cowboys need their offensive line. They need him in the worst way. I, I hear you know who else they needs him. The afford, they can't afford too. to part ways with him. The Bengals will need him, too. I'm just saying, like, you know, willing to get the right trade trade offer for it. And remember this, to that point, yeah, they need their line intact, but when you got that Dak Prescott contract, you want to sign Michael Gallup. Yeah, you're moving on from Amari Cooper. They they may think that okay who can we move on from Nah you can't move on from Lyle Collins I'm with you but but Key you know this stranger things happen when all of a sudden the salary cap gets involved even though it's gone up a little bit in the National Football League where you have to make some really tough decisions on players especially you got to keep your quarterback you still got Ezekiel Elliott's contract that's still out the there Cowboys counting in the situation cap. yeah mm. just putting it out there now I can see I can see Christian McCaffrey being traded. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. But yeah. the Carolina's also, asking a lot, man. They, I'm yeah. not giving them no one for no Christian McCaffrey. Oh, absolutely not. Hell yeah. no. I'm not doing that either because what's, you can ask for all you want. That doesn't mean you should get it. What's considerable for CMC? A, man, I'll give y'all a third-round pick. pick and call it a day. Yeah. Well, Evan Wilner brought up something, and this could be a cautionary tale when it comes to running backs, our producer. He said, at a certain point, when do you stop giving these kind of contracts to running backs? Seriously. Never. Uh, don't get Key going Never. on this. I mean, I started this earlier Never. in the year. And Key, Never. Yep, all right. Never. Okay, so one or two running backs get hurt. Okay. It's they been all more than one or two hurt. running backs getting hurt no, this year. Every, no. All of them were hurt this year, Key. No. Yeah, everybody CMC, gets nicked up, Ezekiel man. Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry. Ze- I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had a toe or whatever it was. That, okay, so he missed the and game. And look at his production. Yay. That wasn't on him. That was on the way that they called plays. Had nothing to do with him. They were eleven and zero when they run the ball. When they rushed, when they rushed the ball for over hundred yards, they were eleven and zero. Here's a McCaffrey trade that I do think could happen. Like, because I don't think McCaffrey's just going to get traded for like he said a third round pick. The thing that would be interesting though is we do know Carolina has had interest in Deshaun Watson in the past. Mm-hmm. If he is not charged today when the grand jury meets, and the Panthers do go and try to get Deshaun Watson, I do wonder if Christian McCaffrey goes back to the Texans in that trade as part of it. Okay. So McCaffrey's part of it, then they give up picks. Yeah. Watson goes to Carolina. I do wonder if that's a way that McCaffrey could be traded. Well, I remember they talked about that last year, right. that, that McCaffrey was mentioned in a potential Deshaun Watson trade. Um, if I'm Buffalo, I might try to see what I can get. I would. You know, if I'm, if I'm them, I might take a sneak peek. There's a couple teams that he fits extremely well in. There's no question about it, but – you can't, you know, you got to absorb that salary. And if you give up too many draft picks in that salary and a guy's only giving you five, six, seven games, I mean, like, come on, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Keith, I know we like yeah, him, but. Yeah. We don't like him like him. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a name you two just mentioned, and Jay and I are on the same boat with this, with Deshaun Watson. Because depending what happens on when it comes to the, in the grand jury, he's going to be the biggest name that's going to be moved at a certain point next week. If everything falls in his favor, relatively speaking, regarding these 22 allegations, that's a guy that if the Miami Dolphins had their way at the trading deadline last year, they would have found a way to get Deshaun Watson, their football team. If the Philadelphia Eagles had their way, even before last season, they'd have tried to get Deshaun Watson there. It all depends on what kind of toxicity will be the aftermath, depending what happens today with these allegations in Houston with Deshaun Watson. Can yeah. he? Can he ever? Can his brand ever recover? 
you know, like I'm all like into marketing really and companies question. and brands. And I know even if he wins at a high clip, like, do you think he will recover all like the money's lost or recoup that stuff from a brand perspective? I don't know that that will be the case. We've seen other um, stars, so to speak, in professional sports bounce back from strong allegations in their careers of, of wrongdoing or whatever you want to call it. I don't know the answer to the Deshaun situation because it's it's such an astonishing number mm-hmm. of yeah. women that are in this situation with him that it's it's just it's a hard one to grasp. You know, it's not one or two, you know what I'm saying, Jay? Yeah. He say, she say. This is like just so many, you know, it's just like it's a lot. I mean, it's it's just a lot. And as far as teams go, it's not about the head coach, whether or not the head coach won them. Mm -hmm. Head coaches, a a famous head coach once told me there was a guy in prison for very, very bad things that he did. And he told me, he says, if that dude could play – some of these coaches will go and get him out of jail to get him to play. And this dude was like a serial killer, right? Wow. It, it, but Because coaches, they just want to win. But when you have these type of situations like Deshaun, it, you've got to get owners to sign off, owners' wives to sign off, owners' kids to sign off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of people that they got to make this decision on – why you're bringing this individual into the community. And so the owners have got to be comfortable, whoever, whatever team it is, with making that decision. And I don't know that there's a number of owners out there comfortable, willing to make that decision. Yeah, but despite his talent, you have to weigh in all those factors. Great stuff by Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Another big deal from Thursday that has plenty of people thinking about that this could have an even bigger impact. That comes your way next. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max playing 12 classic rock and roll hits an hour here on ESPN mm-hmm. Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tune in. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay mm-hmm. Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman. So, yeah, they're playing that music in Major League Baseball because there is going to be a season with some changes along with it with the agreement between the Player Association and Major League Baseball. Let's bring in a man who played in the majors. Now does a great job, the ESPN baseball analyst. He is Eduardo Perez joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
Edward, I'm going to start here. How big is it that the executive committee of the players voted 8 nothing against this new agreement, but the player reps who represent the rank and file voted 26-4 to four in favor of this agreement? Yeah, it just tells you, and uh, first of all, hello, fellas here from Columbia. As it, it tells you um, how still, you, even though you need two-thirds of the votes, the players themselves um, made this decision. Each team, you, you know, getting together. Oh, I think we might have lost. Yes, him. I did. Yeah, he said he's in Colombia, so I think yeah, he, he sounded like he was going. Things to like that can happen yeah, in Colombia exactly. very quickly. Uh, some, some... <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's okay. No, I stop! Hope... What? I just hope he's okay. This, 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 this is worse than we feared, for Eduardo. Uh, you guys are unbelievable, Eddie. Eddie will call us back. He's just traveling right now. Good man. He'll be okay. I just, it just, it naturally, things naturally. This is the problem with Kia and I sometimes. Eduardo, are you back? Is is Ed back? No, he's not. Things just naturally come out of Kia and I's mouth sometimes. I understand that, but we could have left it alone, let it stay in there, but no. No, it actually actually went to my brain as soon as the phone (laughs) disconnected. I was like, oh, It went to everybody's brain. They they, they got my man. (laughs) Then we got to the inner Bernie Mac saying the things that we wanted to say but shouldn't have. Here's the price amount. I'm like, whoa, Uh, uh, what the? So, Evan, Evan, let me ask you this, though. Hold on, I just ended one. Until we until we get him back on though, Evan, let me ask you, what's the most important thing in terms of impacting the fans? How would this impact the fans the way things are going? You know, you're th- a big baseball I, guy. Yeah, I think the biggest thing like that we'll see as fans is the DH. Yep. Like I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that we will be able to attach ourselves to and see in a tangible way. The fact that the DH is going to be in every league. The fact that, like, at the trade deadline, you'll see guys who normally would be only be trading in the American League because, like, like Buster brought up the example. It's a good example of Nelson Cruz. That's it. You're, you're a fan of the Dodgers. The Dodgers now have room on their roster to go after a guy like Freddie Freeman because they have a, you know, they have another spot on their roster to yeah. put him. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing, and I think the players really wanted that because, Key, you brought this up earlier. It's a good point. This is an extra sort of spot for guys to get paid because it's not going to be an extra roster spot, but you're still going to carry the same number of big-name pitchers. You're still going to carry the same number of big-name players. You're actually going to add one high-priced player, which yeah. is why this is a really big deal because the players really wanted this because it's going to add more money in the National League for, for players who may have had to you know retire or go to the American League. So it's, it's an extra, like, 15 spots for, for a DH. Well, that's a good thing, though. Everybody... Everybody gonna get extremely uh, excited the fact that they get an opportunity to add that extra player because there's guys out there that can't play in the field but certainly can still get at the plate. Yeah, and, it, it's oh, still, Eddie's well, back. Yeah, Eduardo is back. Are you Eduardo back? Perez joining Eduardo, back. are you okay? I'm back. You okay? I'm, back. Okay? I'm back. We were worried. Hey guys, we lost I'm connection in, I'm, and I'm we in, we thought something bad happened. No, no, I'm in Cartagena, I'm in Cartagena Colombia right now, and I'm that, well, that's why that's why we thought that's something. That's happened. why Jay thought something went wrong. Man, you guys have been watching too many, too much movies, man. <laughs> too many episodes of Narcos been involving know, these two. I know. No question. I know. I'm sorry, Eduardo. That's my fault. You're not sorry. That's on me. I too own much, Eduardo, too he's much not Netflix, sorry. man. Too much Netflix. 
Do you want to believe me? He's not sorry. He said he's just sorry he got caught saying it when it comes to J-Lo from that standpoint. But we, we have this agreement. What does it say that the Players' Council voted 8-0 in favor to not have this agreement, but it was 26-4 in favor of having it from the rank and file of the Baseball Players Association? You know, and I was saying before, I, I didn't know I was getting cut off on that one, but uh, one thing that's interesting to me is I wonder if this was probably a strategic move on the player side of look, look saying we need two-thirds of the votes if we as uh, the executive committee vote and, and not in favor of this, we're letting Major League Baseball know that okay, we've moved forward. It's definitely an improvement to where the Players Association was uh, before this lockout began, before the conversations even started about this upcoming CBA. And now, moving forward five years from now, they can always say, this is, okay, we, now we're, we, we should strive for even more. So these are baby steps. And this could just be a strategic plan by the Major League Baseball Players Association, understanding how important it was to get baseball back to the fans, especially with what's going on in the world. And, oh, let's not forget one thing. Opening day is scheduled for the 7th of April, right? Mm. To me, one of the most important days in the game of baseball is April 15th, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson getting to the big leagues. We are going to have baseball on that day. And that is important for everyone that is using a uniform, for every parent to instruct and, and, and educate their kids on how important it was that Jackie finally was able to wear a Brooklyn Dodgers uniform, a major league uniform, and open the doors for so many great people in the game. You're exactly right. I'm glad you're the first person to bring that up on our show today. Um, I'm joking. Evan brought it up earlier, but I think that's incredible. I, I did want to ask you, Eduardo, guys like Correa, Bryant, Kershaw, Freeman, uh, Story, Rizzo, Castellanos, all, all these guys are, are free agents. How quickly can we expect deals to be done? I'll tell you what, though, man. It's, it's like nuking. It's like the microwave. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, I expect once one of those big three dominoes fall between Freeman, Correa, or Story, I think every, everything else will fall in place. I think it's an interesting dynamic also that now the National League has a designated hitter. So the likes of Jorge Soler, the likes of Nelly Cruz, those guys are going to be also important. And are we going to see last-minute trades now uh, before uh, during spring training just to be able to accommodate rosters as far as I might have a player in the American League that could work now in the National League and you could have more interest because those guys are designated hitter types. The versatile player, how's that going to work? Now with the, not, uh, with the, with the shifting, do, what do we do with the outfield? Because we address the infield, but what do we do with the outfield? Uh, how, how can we position the outfielders better? Uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting as far as what will happen, especially with those small market teams that have been created throughout the years. Uh, I'm going to follow and keep a keen eye on, on what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing. Yeah, no doubt about that. Also remember this, that players can't play in, in Toronto if you're not vaccinated. So keep an eye on that. Unvaccinated players can't play north of the border. If you got a team that does have a lot, has a lot of unvaccinated players, that could become an issue. Either way, baseball is back. We're glad to have it. And Eduardo Perez, always glad to have him back. Safe and sound joining us yes. here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. <laughs> Safe and sound. Safe and sound. You guys are funny, man. Call, 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 hey, call me if you need me, Eddie. I know some people down there. Hey, don't call me. I don't want them to have my number, man. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you guys, if you have never been to Cartagena, Colombia, this I, is hey, one Eduardo, of my favorite I, places in the world. I, I, Cartagena is one of the most 
beautiful. I, I've been there multiple times. I okay. love it. So okay. I'm with you on that one, brother. I'm good. with you. That sounds good. I'm just glad you said that. Well, we, we got to make a trip. We yeah. got to make yeah. a trip. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. This, Look this at all of us chiming in. Yes, we do. This way Jake can start watching Narcos and putting that narrative out there from that standpoint as well. We just lost our guys. We'll make sure he was okay. Jeez. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, Eduardo. All right. You got it. Peace. Toronto Perez joining us here on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. I really did watch Narcos yesterday, too. Did, the timing of this is well, just it's Breaking crazy. news. Another yeah. breaking news. Water is wet <laughs> when it comes to something like that as well. Next week is the start of March Madness, and not just in college basketball. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Where are those words, Key? I don't know. <laughs> he just mumbled. That's one of them. Yeah, party. Party on, dude. The NBA yes. ESPN Radio continues to be a party on, dude. Don't forget to tune Freddy! <laughs> Give shots of Freddy. Yes, Freddy. You guys are killing me. Where's Wilner? Is he around? <laughs> Oh God! The hot beer breath, oh man, back yeah, yeah, off yeah, me, yeah, man! Nothing, nothing, nothing worse than hot <laughs> beer breath, right on you. The NBA and ESPN Raiders not hot beer breath; it's just a hot league right now. Sunday, the Celtics host the Mavericks. See who's going to happen between Luka Doncic on one side and Jason Tatum on the other side. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. We're all getting fired. <laughs> We are fools, man. It is Friday. I can't. I know. I can't. But it's the start of a big week ahead. We got Selection Sunday. Everybody's going to be circled around that. We're going to find out what team's going to get in, what team's got left out, what what, what I would call the region of doom that could be the toughest region. We're going to think about having that on Sunday. We also got NFL Free Agency. That starts on Monday. Major League Baseball spring training starts today, and MLB Free Agency is already underway. And according to Ed Word, this just in, ESPN NFL insider and also reporter, Three player updates from hashtag Cowboys to us with the NFL free agent approaching. Demarcus Lawrence is not going anywhere. The Cowboys are still working on Mari Cooper options by hoping a new contract for Michael Gallup is going to be finished. Mm. That's according to Ed Word, he from ESPN NFL Insider and also Reporter Fame. Mm. Yeah, well, see, that, that's what I said the other day. 
when we were on the air, I talked about Amari Cooper. I said, if, if, if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you go to Amari Cooper to try to figure out how to restructure his deal and give him more of an incentive-based deal opposed to trying to trade him. And if you can't trade him, just cutting him and letting him walk away when you just gave up uh, first-round picks to get him. And on top of that, he is a very, very productive receiver. So, you know, if you if you can work with him and get the numbers down, you don't part ways with Amari Cooper. Because if he goes somewhere, for instance, what if he goes to Washington, they get Jimmy Garoppolo, and then all of a sudden he over there with McLaurin and they just cooking y'all. You got to think through these things before you start just making some crazy decisions. One of the things about with the Dallas Cowboys, they're always going to be top of the mind awareness whether they're going for championships, making the playoffs or not, because they just have that about them. Stuff on the field, stuff off the field. Anything that is connected with the Dallas Cowboys is going to have people's attention. People who can't stand the Cowboys hope things don't work out. People who love the Cowboys hope that things work out this way. Jerry Jones can't continue to not have a world championship that they have not won since 1996. So whatever they can try to make out of Amari Cooper is all going to be based on, okay, can we get closer to that championship? Because that is something that Jerry Jones desperately wants. But, Key, you know, and I get that Amari Cooper for the money that they have because of some of the cap issues that they might have, right? But, like, a a lot of this goes back to that original conversation that we've always had about Dak Prescott is that, you know, when you have a plethora of weapons like this, at the end of the day, even though I know it's a run first offense and the numbers skew in that direction, right? When Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard play at a high level, when they rush over 100 yards, their record is ridiculous. But, like, you know, can Dak Prescott make those plays down the stretch as well? Like, that's a big question for him this season, right? Yeah, he Second can make year those, after he got the bag? Yeah, he absolutely can make. He's made them in the past. Mm-hmm. He's made those plays in the past. Their losing in the playoffs in the past wasn't on him. They ran up against guys like Aaron Rodgers making crazy, insane sure. catches. I mean, throws. Uh, uh, you think about the Dez Bryant uh, touchdown that wasn't in Green Bay. All, so he's been able – to do things at the quarterback spot. A lot of people don't necessarily like Dak Prescott. They tolerate Dak Prescott, but I think he is a phenomenal quarterback. I think he needs help from his offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore, and he'll and, and he'll be able to deliver. You know, he may, yeah, okay, so he went one yard too far, and they didn't get a ball back to the referee. I'm not going to hold that over his head for the rest of his career. Yeah, you know what it is. And, by the way, Keyshawn Johnson, that's him. Jay Williams, that's him. Freddie Cohen, that's me. And for Max Kellerman and Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio. One thing that when you have that pressure, and you guys know this, where people always coming for you. Jay, you know this playing at Duke and then in the NBA. Keyshawn, you know that playing at USC, then getting to the National Football League. Especially when you wear that helmet and that star for that organization. You're exactly right, Keyshawn, in terms of Dak Prescott's numbers. But if anything goes right, they want to give somebody else the credit. When everything goes wrong, they throw it at the feet of Dak Prescott. You're a Cowboys fan, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What are you guys missing? You-, you know the Cowboys are missing? The Cowboys sometimes get in their way because of whatever pressure that's either on the inside or on the outside. It seems that there's always something that keeps this team from being the kind of team that they're supposed to be. It's not the players, and to be honest with you, it's not always the coaching, but it always seems that they're always looking around, okay, we can't worry about the other shoe that's going to drop. The more you think about that and talk about that, that's when those kind of things happen when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. That's just my honest opinion on that one.
I think the Cowboys have an opportunity if they can stay healthy to make some noise in the NFC again this year. They started off good. They had a little bump in the road. They allowed the Denver Broncos to get up on them when they mm-hmm. were sleepwalking, and everybody said, oh, same old Cowboys, same old Cowboys. They can change that narrative this year if they can stay healthy. I strongly believe that. Okay. Well, well, that's a, that's the thing. Like, make noise, okay. Like, they should make noise right. for the talent they have. Sure. Jerry Jones is 79 years old. <laughs> right? counting. Like, so my thing is, it's not just about making noise. It's yeah. about winning the whole damn thing or having a legit chance to do so. Well, the, the, it's been the college basketball, same thing with Gonzaga. Because how many times have you heard about Gonzaga? This is supposed to be their year. This is supposed to be their year. <laughs> Last year supposed to be their year. Then they run into a Baylor basketball team whose three guards just guarded them out of the building in a national championship game. And people always so ask when it doesn't happen. Gonzaga. Yeah, no, That's but, how people but, feel about the Cowboys. That's how that's people feel about thing. the Cowboys. It's the same thing. Like, what's wrong with them? It's been longer. You, exactly. You can attach the same thing to Gonzaga lately because they've always been this little engine that could that plays a tough schedule. And people wonder, okay, if you're so good, Gonzaga, why have you but not see, been able to break Gonzaga through? Gonzaga doesn't market themselves as America's team. Right? I like get they it. don't they don't come across like they do their thing. We end up making Gonzaga circus sure. like oh they're the little team that doesn't get the respect that they deserve. But it's the opposite for the Cowboys. Like it's almost like hey, do you take a different approach and not be like hey, we're the team until you actually become the team. Well, if you're gonna brand yourself, you got to deal with everything that comes with it. Agreed. Yeah. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, and same thing with do basketball. They know what that pressure is like. Yeah. They know exactly that. Like, Keyshawn knows about that. Like, so being a number one draft pick, just like you, Jay, when that pressure is well, there and people don't yeah, – and, and you don't live with like your expectations yeah. or the expectations that they've set before you guys, then they feel, what's wrong with you guys? Why can't Keyshawn get it done? Why can't Jay Will get it done? When you have that kind of force around you, people are going to come at you, and that's what the Cowboys are. The difference is when you have not won a championship in 1996, you don't have to worry about people wondering what's wrong. you got to figure that out if you're the Dallas Cowboys. No question about it. Absolutely. Guys, today was a great Friday. Yeah, so we we talked about the sports we're looking forward to, what happened yes. on Thursday. Uh, we had a chance to have Kendrick Perkins get in touch with Ricky Bobby on his way to talk to us. <laughs> We had hands out the window, not on the, the window, steering not, wheel. Yeah, not on the License wheel. and registration. We had, right. had Keyshawn the politician. We had, we had Keyshawn, you know, go announcing Cam, give it to me one more time. in 2024. Give it to me one more time, Cam. There you go. Officially approving this message from that standpoint. And, you know, we had Eduardo Perez. We saved his life in Columbia. Yeah. That was, Jay. The last one was a tough one. Key, stop. He's not, he's been doing God. this all day. And it's, I, I've been just, I've been ignoring you. <laughs> you tried, Jay, if you can't. ask me one more question about my house, what kind of floors I have. What are you buying your wife for Mother's Day? Get Leave me alone. <laughs> God, it's Friday, and I can never use a drink more. Oh, they're going to be back on Monday. And, and, and I'm asking for a drink. For a huge wake I'm going to tell her to use, I'm going to tell her to spend up all your money. On oh, Mother's good day. Lord. Wait, wait, focus on your money. Keyshawn J. Will Max will be here for all for next week, Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.